welcome everyone to Des Moines and Dragons Viking. It's been it's been a hot minute yeah. since we've all been on the mic. Cold uh, minute. I mean, it was hot at the initially. It was so long. It was a cold minute. Yeah, it's been uh, several cold minutes. It is also winter. <laughs> we have our Russian babushka here with us today. Hello. Uh, I'm bowls of borscht for everyone. <laughs> I'm gathered here with the crew, the full crew, and nothing but the crew. So help me, crew. <laughs> do you think the J and J crew is for Jesus? Yes. All right. Yes, I do. <laughs> have you seen the stores? Absolutely. Hey, they got nice linen pants. <laughs> what are you going to go to fucking vacation in like Bahamas or something? Maybe. That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, so yeah, we're here with everyone and it's been, I think since December, since we've all been together and it's now almost March. So, um, we're not going to spend too long getting to know each other because I think there's a lot of, for us to do today, but in typical Viking sense, I'm going to start with the person, uh, actually directly behind me, uh, Charity. Aren't I technically in front of you? You are. Cool. But but if I went all the way. Around, <clears throat> yeah, you're right. The Earth directly, directly. Yeah. What's up? As the What's crow up? flies. You had a terrible day. Uh, it's not, not a terrible day. You don't have awful. to explain the whole thing. Mostly just a terrible morning. <laughs> Please, Please, we don't have. Uh, 30 no, it's minutes. fine. It's fine. But um, <laughs> I'm in. I'm in mourning. Oh yeah, you had a character death in your um, off off mic D and D game. My off off. Oh mic. no shit! Her slam piece yeah, my... slash brother slash father vessel. All right, let's. Yeah, uh... it was real fucked up. <laughs> that had to she get resolved. Definitely didn't have to have sex with this character, but boy, <laughs> did she. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Uh, and so it, he was a real important NPC, and. Eh. Uh, did you give him like syphilis and he died? Is that how he died? No, he STD. Just died a long, painful death. No, Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, none of that. No syphilis. No, uh, he didn't die with a heart on. I don't mm, think. No. Um, uh, but uh, most people, it was do. it was like pretty very like well, pretty directly my fault that he's dead. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> And I've been feeling a lot of feelings about it, so that's good. I mean, that means the game matters, and that's good. Just as long as you deal with it in a healthy way, that's well. Really- her character immediately cut herself after that, so I don't know if it was totally healthy. Yeah, but- after and that was I cut myself after I tried to throw myself out the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's a real Jeez. Shakespearean. Uh, uh, <clears throat> thingy thing, thingy thing, yeah, for sure. That's what, that's what but, the theater uh, scholars. That's how they describe. Oh, it. You know, death makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, that's that's a thing. Is that what they say? Mm-hmm. Well, so, that's cool. Oh. So, what class? Just curious, what class and race are you playing? I'm a tiefling barbarian. Mm, that'll interesting oh, okay. combo. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. And for a while there, I was like. Multi-classing, you, yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah, you had a little bit of a uh, uh, warlock. Mm-hmm. Ooh, just a little touch. Just a little, just a, a little, sprinkle just of the warlock. Tip. Just the tip of warlock. Just Ew. the tip <laughs> of the tail. Great. Uh, thanks, Charity. No problem. Um, and then I'm gonna go directly east of Charity over to Jason. Hey, is that east? No. no. Okay, it's actually your south. Head I think east. west. Jesus. North is that way. South is that way? Yeah, north is that way. All right. It's all good. <laughs> How's it going? It's going well. How are you? I'm good. Um, Jason and I play offline a, uh, um, a D&D game, but we it's uh, the Conan 2D20 system. Yeah. And we just had a really ripping good sesh on Tuesday. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Is this... You've DM'd before, though. Is this like your first uh, time DMing in a while? In a long while, yeah, yeah. Probably. How have you been liking it so far? Um, I I think after last session, I really kind of found, thank you, uh, my rhythm. Uh, it was more about getting used to. I, I really wanted to go through a full real combat where there was like, you know, die rolls. Uh, armor soaking, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Because there was, I, you just don't know until you do that. And I, I've, 
it feels good. I'm I'm ready, and I've got a good arc lined up for you guys. So I can't wait. Mm-hmm. It's been a super fun game. I've really enjoyed the rule set because it's so weird. A two d twenty system is innately a strange system to play in because I think d twenty everyone kind of just colloquially knows how that works mm-hmm. because it's been in the ethos of D and D since it started. Right. D one hundred is percent based, so that is right. pretty easy to understand. Two d twenty is stranger um yeah just not as yeah what i enjoy about it is it's built around succeeding rather than like limitations Mm -hmm. um so like the fact that you guys start off as kind of already relatively exceptional people with good skills it's you're there's not this ramp up for people waiting to become what they want to become you kind of start as you are and then you can fine-tune it but I do like I my favorite part of it is the bartering back and forth between yeah. you know do you want to buy another die or you know mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff that's really really fun for me. So a plug for the Conan system yeah. in the Modifius, system he's talking right? about. Yes, Modifius. They do it's fucking good shit. They do a ton of really cool um they have a bunch of RPGs that are worth checking out. I own a couple. Uh but the the system in question Jason's referring to is that there is doom and there is momentum. Doom is used by the DM to add um, danger, damage, or bad things to whatever's happening. Right. And momentum is a pool of resource that the players have to succeed, do more damage, or add effects to stuff. So, and those things are traded back and forth during play, and it's a I love systems that do that sort of stuff. Because it's really it, interactive and fun. It keeps things flowing. It puts the game on rails. So yeah, yeah, it's cool. And uh, I'd recommend anyone that wants to do like a D and D game, but maybe is tired of the D and D high fantasy. Yeah, it just comes with so much baggage. Yeah. of like <laughs> this has been D and D for forty years. Yeah. Um, and if you're like me and never read Conan because you're not older or just because you, <laughs> you weren't exposed to it. Um, except maybe by the Arnold movies. Um, I'd check out Conan by Modifius. And then lastly, no, it's everyone. Um, uh, no, no. No. no, uh, I don't feel like I have anything to say. Great. Uh, Tim. <laughs> yeah. What do you have to say? Hey Paul. How's it going? Good. I haven't seen you since our chowdown show, I think. Oh yeah. No, that's probably right. Um, so you've uh, you've come down to play Mothership today. Yep. You've brought some red squirt. Yep. Ruby red squirt. Yep, what, yep. How do you like that compared to regular squirt? It's okay. Is that your favorite kind of squirt? No. This Not is going well. Close. Let's play the episode already. Great. All right. Uh, without further ado, we're going to turn it over to our narrator to intro the episode. Don't go anywhere. Radio broadcast station ID. 1.145. Lady Knight. Playback begin. Locke, Albert, and Frankie are aboard Emerald Station. A space station the size of a small Earth city. Floating in orbit above Saturn's moon Titan. Emerald Station is going to be the location of an event that changes the colonies forever. This event, referred to year forth as the Unveiling, ends with the complete loss of life of the entire station. An event that never occurred, even at the height of the Civil War. Upload video and audio. Feed completed. Session begin. Now. So we begin today's episode with the normal green DOS text that scrolls by reading Viking, and it fades out to black fade back in on Frankie watching TV. So we see um, uh, text on the bottom comes by uh, three days since the crew has last been together and then a frowny face emoji. Um, Early during the waking hours of the station, uh, Frankie is found in her small quick stay unit. It's really no bigger than a closet. We would best describe it and think of it in terms of those small Japanese microtels that are basically like, it's got a bed, a little TV thing right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you can't even really stand in it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we have, we see her, um, she has headphones in and she is sleeping while watching a rerun of the solar system's number one watched sitcom hotel zero. 
We see on the television screen the very ethnically diverse cast of characters are having a pitched argument. The sound from the show is barely audible through the headphones. We hear Frankie's loud snore as we fade into the episode. Oh. <laughs> the screen goes static several times and the feed eventually cuts, displaying an, a message that says feed error. Frankie, you're awoken to the sound of static blasting into the headphones in your ear. Ugh. I take the headphones off or out. You see the uh, message displayed on the uh, on the TV that says uh, feed error. God. So Frankie crawls to the end of the bed and shakes the little screen, like pounds on the side of it. Yeah, the, the static like <clears throat> flickers a few times and uh, the message remains uh, feed error. Well, I don't get one minute of relaxation in here. Uh, yeah. She uh, slides her boots on or shoes on or whatever, lights a cigarette and walks out of the room. Uh, outside the quick stay, uh, the deck is totally silent. The other quick stay units are all open. Uh, so we imagine this as a long hallway with doors that are about the size of uh, school lockers and just open, 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 open uh, all the way down the hall. People's personal effects are either in a state of being packed up or strewn about outside of their units. <clears throat> Looks like almost everyone left in some kind of a hurry. Um, you, you see suitcases, you see vac suits that have been discarded, uh, that's uh, that's what you see down the corridor. Okay, I see that, and I uh, pop back in, grab all my shit, and where is my door in the line of, am I close to like an end of a hallway? Am I kind of in the middle? You're sort of in the middle, so you could go either direction to reach a bulkhead that would get you um, to the... To, uh, access to another part of the station. Okay, I'm going to go right down the hallway. So walking down the the hallway, uh, you've, I mean, being aboard a station is never quiet because it is right. so jam-packed with people and noises that any sort of silence would, I mean, this is like the silence of space that you expect to hear when you're in a vac suit doing a, a spacewalk mm-hmm. outside of a ship is the kind of silence that it feels like. And you get to the end of a corridor and a huge airlock door has been shut, sealing this part of the bulkhead, um, this quick stay uh, corridor, sealing it off from this section of the station. There's a uh, green uh, monitor that's at the center of this uh, that reads, security lockdown engaged. Please see Legacy Orange Securities personnel for instruction. And we'll cut from that and go directly over to Locke and Albert. <clears throat> Green text scrawls across the screen, uh, and it says, um, Location number three, Dayashi Corp Housing. Locke and Albert, you find yourselves sitting at a McProtein stand near the quickstay umbilical. You were the only customers at this stand. And we're thinking of this stand in terms of like, remember in Blade Runner where he had like the little noodle stand? Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about. A very simple. And there's a bunch of these sort of bodega style stands in this big open air room. It's like a hundred foot by hundred foot open bulkhead where people can sell things, buy things. Uh, There's food here. Um, This is where like would be the equivalent of an outdoor mall, but in a space station for people that live in the Dayashi Corp housing. Right. Okay. Um, and they, you two are sitting together, uh, eating a McProtein breakfast burrito or perhaps a McProtein, um, scrambled egg or maybe a McProtein waffle. Uh, it's just you two sitting there and the really gross, smelly, sweat stained employee is, um, filling up a couple cups of to-go uh, McProtein shakes for anyone that comes by. And it's uh, uh, you two are sitting there amongst yourselves. Uh, I'm uh, 
kind of eyeballing. So I'm eating like this kind of waffle shaped thing, but I'm constantly eyeballing what uh, Albert picked. Yeah, uh, Albert is eating some Mick protein eggs and just kind of poking at them. And they're very uniform in their color and texture and everything. Yeah. And Are they like kind of floppy? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. They're very rubbery. I kind of get the sense that everything that we're eating is exactly the same. It's just shaped differently. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mixed pregs. <laughs> yeah. Protein eggs. So you say that the entire, so this space, this mm-hmm. normally would be packed with individuals. Mm-hmm. Um but are there employees around or are there some shops that are closed? Oh, what's the, so your stand is empty, but the, there, there are people in this oh, space. Okay. So I, we're I the only people at the McProtes smart enough stand. to choose to choose to eat the McProts. Yep. Okay. You're at the McProts. Proats, yeah. McScroats. <laughs> so I'm kind of eating this flavorless thing. I kind of get an f- idea of why I understand why nobody else is here, Albert. Um, but your eggs look a little bit better than my waffle. You want to switch? No, thank you. Okay. The eggs aren't trying to pretend to be anything. (laughs) (laughs) That's very fitting. Um, So, yeah. um, So, are we going to go? Are we going to go pick up Frankie soon? I mean, gotta get. She should come around soon. She usually knows when it's time to go. All right. The uh, the guy that's working at the McProtein stand, uh, fills up the last of his, uh, quick serve protein, McProtein shakes and leans over the counter and says, uh, so where are y'all from? I was about to ask you the same thing. I've, I've lived on Emerald my whole life. So that's an Emerald accent. Mm, yep. <laughs> sure is. Prone to change and fluctuate. <laughs> as, yeah, depending as on do. how much Sprite I have. I'm a squirt guy myself. Mm, you're a squirter. Yeah. Well, we're uh, from parts unknown. Space. How long you been here? Oh, just a hot minute. Business has been good since that asteroid came screaming through the shipping lane. People ain't been able to leave, so business has been good. I guess you could say that you got lucky, huh? Well, thank God for that asteroid. Yeah. <laughs> job creator, that one. Yeah. You, <laughs> the word job creator, you start hearing some shouting coming from, uh, it's probably about 50 to 75 feet away from you. Uh, if we're thinking of this room that you're in as a large rectangle, and we'll say you're in the lower right corner, this bodega, um, at the top, or we'll just say, again, sake of ease of mentally picturing this, the you're in the south, southern eastern corner. The north center of the room is a large bulkhead that connects to the center spire of Emerald Station. Okay. The center spire is where basically all the admin stuff is. It's where Dayashi Corp admin is. It's where Legacy Oren admin is. It's actually where you guys got taken originally when you were interrogated by okay. Legacy Oren was in the center spire. <clears throat> oh. When we were tamed. When you were tamed, you were tamed. That yeah. will always be one of my favorites from this show is the the adjective tamed or verb tamed. You were no, no, that's right. It's, it's a, a verb. verb. Yep, it's cool. A verb. I'm glad I have you guys here. <laughs> we'll get you through this. Thank you. Uh, the the north center bulkhead, uh, a column of. Legacy Orin security personnel in um, back suits carrying weapons. Mm. Uh, they're they're eight abreast, and they are pushing themselves into the room. And uh, every other officer, um, one may be carrying a baton and a shield, and then the one next to him may have a pulse rifle that is leveled at the crowd and and shouting orders at them in uh, uh, ethno uh, Mandarin or in English. Um, so you have a couple people making, and the order that you understand in English is get back, get back, get away from the door, get back. Um, what do you two do? Uh, so they're pretty far away from us at this point. Yeah, like I said, 75 to 80 feet away. So okay. you've got pretty good distance away from them. So we're we're kind of, you know, 
the way I kind of imagine uh, uh, where we're sitting is Albert sitting to my left, so he's actually kind of closer to that direction. So he's, you know, we're both looking at the commotion, and he, he turns back and looks at me, and I'm not in my seat anymore, <laughs> and I'm kind of backed away, and I'm kind of more in the middle of the room, and I'm kind of looking around, and I kind of uh, probably best not to get in their way. Um, yeah, uh, let's uh, maybe, let's bounce. Yeah, let's get out of here. So uh, you guys get up from your yeah, and and at that point, the, I think the bodega, the guy at the bodega stand, immediately begins like like closing some stuff up. He's like yeah. expecting a riot or something horrible right. to happen. Now, riots on stations are not uncommon, uh, but they're particularly dangerous because. Uh, in the same ways that riots can be dangerous in real life, where if they if they occur in an enclosed space where people can't leave, the, the chances of getting crushed or um, riots turning into full-on uh, explosions of damage in humanity, it's, it's a powder keg. So you get up and leave, and a uh, loud... Uh, comes over the god comms um, in the station. And, uh, attention, duck two. This is your new chief security officer, Ram Mehas, speaking to you. Emerald Station is under a total lockdown. All passage aboard any vessel is prohibited until further notice. Please follow all instructions from Legacy Orin Security's personnel until further notice. According to HSU Colonial Code, in the event of a station-wide incident, local law enforcement and jurisdiction is handed over to Acting Security Co- Corporation. Thank you for your cooperation. And so um, these are kind of what the guys uh, look like. I'm showing mm. the cast a, a picture of um, armed personnel with uh, gas masks um, carrying pulse rifles, and they're in riot gear, that bulky padded um, <clears throat> material. So where do you guys... At this point, people are moving away from the bodega stands or wherever they were standing and moving towards this uh, growing um, uh, altercation between these eight security officers and the people in this room. Right. What the fuck, Al? You don't think this could be because of our little uh, accident? Well, I I thought that that was kind of dealt with at this point. Yeah, this seems new. Uh, we need Maybe to somebody's... To Wagging their dong or something. Station wide, that would be pretty big dong. Yeah. <laughs> Station wide dong wagging. Um, I mean, they just went into full military. Yeah, we. I don't even know what they're doing. Let's get a little bit closer, get a look. But let's. Are let's, you sure? Let, well, there's no other way out except through those guys. Okay. And I don't really feel like getting chipped. So you guys head closer towards this. Yeah, but kind of on the, you know. Yeah, you're not standing Definitely not causing trouble, but trying to really pay attention to what's actually being said and what they're doing. Uh, so you you see these eight security officers. Uh, they, um, the men with guns are, they have their hands. I mean, they look like they're close to shooting. Um, they don't have them at rest. They have them pointed at the crowd. <laughs> And maybe that speaks more to how they're maybe not trained very well versus they're like trying to be aggressive. They look nervous. Ab- oh, they look terrified. That's not good. Because there Lock, is this could be a virus. Uh, there's there's a huge, um, huge. There's now probably thirty to forty people that are gathering and have made a semicircle around this line of men that are guarding this bulkhead. All right, let's start looking through another way out of this place. Yeah, uh, the central spire seems to be the main way out, but maybe there's another way. Yeah, um, so really quick, um, I I did a quick drawing. Um, So the station, uh, for all intents and purposes for navigating and making it easy to understand, um, is there are five, uh, it basically makes a cross, and um, and I can maybe post this, a link to this, so that people listening, it makes sense. But the center spire is this center... Uh, mass here mm-hmm. and it's connected um, at the bottom and on its left and right sides and top side. Um, the side to its right is the dockyard where all of um, ship traffic is okay. uh, goes through. And um, the dockyard is connected to a uh, mineral processing. Uh, uh, what's a better way to put it would be uh, 
uh, a mineral processing part of the station. And then, um, and that is connected to the top of the center spire. Um, to the left of the center spire is um, more housing, and it's specifically actually where a prominent sect of uh, Christianity, there's a large chapel and a gathering of Christians that live there. The very bottom of this cross that we've made is the um, Dayashi Corp housing, which is the part of the station you all have been staying in, because it's pretty cheap to live there and stay there for a short period of time. The only way to get to the dockyards is either through the center spire or through the, or through the mineral processing at the top. And so they basically create this. So we may need to go if there's a, but so if they're really basically preventing people from leaving this. So let me ask this. Mm -hmm, Sorry. mm -hmm. My brain's. No, it's okay. This direct questions are probably the same questions our audience has. So so this direct place that we're in, Uh is it directly linked to the center spire by like some sort of, um, not an umbilical, but basically a thing, right? Yep. But we could, if we were able to success, like if there were no guards there, whatever, we'd be able to leave this traverse across and go to the center spire. Yep. So that based on what I'm seeing, is there a way that does this connect then maybe to the Christian sect area? Is there a way? And, we're going to have to go the long way around. Yeah. And um, when I draw these like single points of contact, that's just saying that that is that there, there are paths that okay. way. All right. There would definitely be other bulkheads similar to the space you're in that would probably also be connected to the center spire through an umbilical that might be under guard also. Okay. Um, I just don't want you to think that this is literally representative, that there is one corridor to the center spire, one corridor to the dockyards. Um, it's just directionally that is yeah. how they connect. Okay. Hey, uh, Al, I think we're going to have to go through the flock, through the flux section. You know? Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I, we, maybe they're trying to work on locking that down, but if we move quick, maybe we'll have a shot. If I know these Daiashi Corp types, that they're going to shut down the central spire and not give a fuck about the other sections. So hopefully we'll be able to make it the long way around. All right. Let's hoof, let's hoof it. So you guys hoof it, and we cut back over to... Um, Frankie. So Frankie, we, we cut right back to where we were before and we see you, um, looking at this, uh, this panel that says, uh, uh, I mean, I'll literally read it back to you, but, um, shit's locked, shit's locked, bro, is what it says. (laughs) Huh? I I poke my head into the, one of the closest little hostile rooms or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, the screen looks the same. It says feed error or whatever. Yeah. Huh. All right. <clears throat> Frankie, you know, calm, cool, and collected, mm-hmm. puffing on a cigarette, walks to the other end. Um, you, you begin traversing the other direction. Um, and we have to do a lot of abstracting when we talk about, like, directions and distances to places mm-hmm. because, like, a space station is, like, a three-dimensional object. <clears throat> yeah. And um, I think <clears throat> D&D players are very used to things existing on a 2D plane and mm-hmm. in a grid. So um, when I describe directions, it's less literal and more using our imagination to kind of place things in our own headspace. That said, you head down the opposite way on, mm-hmm. down this corridor were Locke and Albert staying here as well? Yes. They were in uh, Microtel quick stay units also. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they weren't next to you, but you know where their units were. Okay. I want to check their rooms. So you, you go back to their rooms and you uh, they look, um, I guess, I don't know how either of you would leave your room in the morning <laughs> if it would be like in messy disarray. Uh, also, you have your gear with you, just okay. so that's clear. Um, but they look like they've cleaned out their gear. You guys are probably expecting to make some progress on getting your bounty and getting out of here today. So their stuff is is gone. I don't know if there's any porno mags or anything that's sitting on the beds. Or- well, I was just going to say there's a bunch of like wadded up tissue in mine. <laughs> I'm just no, you're not. <laughs> okay, I'm not. <laughs> Fine. Okay, I'm not. Whatever you, Whatever works best for you. <laughs> Great. Frankie finds wadded up tissues in Locke's room. Yeah, but that's it. Otherwise, the rest Everybody of us... knows. Yeah. yeah you know, it's got the sniffs. Under the weather. Space sniffs. Uh, Space sniffs. Huh. Well, didn't get the invite to breakfast this morning, I see. It's all right. Well, uh, see what's down this way. Uh, walking further down the corridor, you see 
the more rooms are in the same shape that you found the other rooms. Many of them are open with personal effects strewn about like people were getting out in a hurry. Uh, and you, you continue walking down the corridor until you see a, um, like a, a couple plastic barriers have been put up and there is a metal detector that's been knocked over and you see a, uh, a ton of blood a big blood stain on the floor next to the metal detector. And this is about 35, 40 feet away from you. You see this, uh, this barrier set up in this uh, pool of blood. Well, where there's blood, there's people. <laughs> you know, the old adage, where there's blood, there's people. Similar to Jesus where there's smoke, that. there's fire. <laughs> She I dig it. Keeps walk, walking towards it. That's a space adage. Where there's stars, there's blood. Yep. She keeps walking. You uh, you approach the barrier and see mm. that um, this it looks like there was a like stuff had been pushed over, like a mass of of people like went through, um, following the same path that you were following. Uh, things look tipped over that way and leaned up next to um, the metal detector actually in between the metal detector somewhat <clears throat> tucked and out of a way out of the way is a man in legacy Orin securities um, uh, security gear he's got a um, armor plated vest um, and he's got a submachine gun that he has like tucked <clears throat> and pointed shaking as you walk towards him good morning Leave me alone. Honey, I'm not going to hurt you. I seem to be the last one left on this block. Oh, do you, do you have any medical supplies? Any, he puts the submachine gun down. Maybe he's tired. Maybe he doesn't care if you're actually a threat or not. And he goes to his stomach and you see there's uh, a couple bullet wounds that have penetrated the plates and there's a, dark red stain that has moved all the way down his the bottom of his stomach and has soaked like his pant leg and looks to be he's the one that's been bleeding and making this pool of blood over here what happened we were trying to oh it hurts we were trying to we were trying to gather people peacefully and shots rang out and then they Ran over the blockade. Someone shot me. Oh fuck! It hurts. Do you really have? Do you have any medical supplies? Here, here, here. And she uh, takes the cigarette out of her mouth and puts it into his mouth. <laughs> a healing stick. <laughs> and uh, he takes a long drag from the cigarette. Just hang on to this for a minute, and. Uh, do you have first aid? No. Okay. But. I have art. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, but so uh, Frankie, she wears, she usually wears like overalls. And uh, so she takes the shirt off that she has on under her overalls and like balls it up and holds it to his chest. Okay. Roll a, uh, uh, f- you'll make a first aid check. You don't have it. So you'll just make a base uh, intellect check for me. And, um, yeah. Okay. That's a 38, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a 38. My intellect is 29. Okay. So, uh, I'll give, so this, this was the other thing that I was going to do that we, I think we experimented with this once before, um, that I can give you advantage or disadvantage, which gives you plus 10 or minus 10 either way. Oh, yeah. Um, so, um, I can give you plus 10 on this roll. Um, so that would have been a 48? N- no, so sorry. Uh, on your skill. Oh, on my skill. So yep. that would have been a 39. And I rolled a 38. So you succeed. You rolled under. Oh, okay, yeah. Barely. Barely, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to roll under, not over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I succeed. You, so the, um, the cloth soaks up a lot of the blood, and you can feel like that his breathing gets a little less panicked and... Um, He's able to relax a little bit more. 
Oh, thank you so much. Um, my comms dead. Comms all over the station are down. I can't get a hold of anybody. Why were you gathering people? Uh, there's a quarantine. There's something that happened. Oh, we're not sure what. They think it's some sort of biological attack. We had to quarantine people. Glad I got the memo. Yeah, sorry. I guess. <laughs> I'm like almost dead, so I, I would feel <laughs> more bad for you, but... Honey, you have no idea how... Never mind. Shall we move on, then? Yeah, yeah, here, help me up. Okay. Do you help him up? Yeah. Okay, I guess that's why you said okay. Uh, so he... he leans on you, puts his arm over your shoulder, and in his other hand, he's um, got his um, submachine gun with a a strap around his shoulder. Okay, um, if we go down this corridor, if we make a right, there should be another checkpoint, I think. Basically, we're keeping everybody out of the center spire and out of the lower decks here. It's where it's real bad. So where do we need to go? We need to get to the center spiral. Center spiral. Baby, you need to take all the pressure off your butt. Just, just here, let me hold on to that. And I reach for his gun. He hesitates giving it to you at first, but I think realizing that, yeah, he's going to need to keep pressure on this wound, he hands the submachine gun over to you. Excellent. <laughs> um, so for your reference, uh, Charity... Um, submachine gun is the SMG. It's on the bottom here. Just make note of its stats on your character sheet. Not that you'll definitely use it soon, but you might. Uh, we'll cut back over to Locke and Albert while you make note of that. Okay. So uh, Locke and Albert, so you guys are heading... Uh, where exactly are you headed to? Sorry. We're heading to the Christ Conclave, <laughs> or whatever we're calling it. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the flock. The flock. <clears throat> I like that. I, I dig that. So... The flock, as its uh, kind of slang name on station, is the location of the Fertility Assemblies Chapel. Okay. They're a Christian sect that's entire purpose is getting people pregnant in space. Because it's really hard to do. And they have techniques that people use that allow for safe gestation and impregnation in space. Uh, You guys are, uh, I guess, firstly... I'll need some checks from y'all. So the first thing I would need y'all to make is a D100 for me. One of you needs to roll a D100. Um, Don't care who. Go ahead. Go ahead. Pretzel me. 78. 78. 78. Please. Please. Thanks. Okay. Um... So, uh, running down a, uh, and, and this entire time you've been following signs that are like fertility assembly this way. And there's been, uh, you've moved through pockets of people gathering, um, trying to get to the center spire and empty hallways that are normally jam packed with people and smell of body odor and, and farts. And it's been, you make it, uh, farty flock. You, you've only got maybe uh, 20 to 30 more minutes of navigating these winding streets to get to the, the flock, and you come to a, uh, an intersection, and in the intersection is a bunch of... Uh, they're wearing legacy... They're in legacy orange securities colors, which is uh, red and white, and uh, they're in full hazmat gear, They've got, like, not, like, vac suits. They're in, like, protective rubber, uh, like, biological. You would know these from the war, that these are old um, Confederate suits um, for when uh, life support would get switched. Uh, There was a tendency for the Confederates to switch life support in HSU ships over to a hazardous chemical cocktail to kill people inside ships. That's pretty sweet. Uh, and so they're wearing these old Confederate hazmat suits, and they've got pulse rifles slung um, along their 
uh, waist. And as they, as you round the corner and see them, they also see you and one of them levels a weapon at you. And they say, uh, the one without a weapon aimed at you, puts a hand up and says, you two over there, stay where you are. And he begins to approach towards you. Um, what do we got around us? So you're, do we have any access bays, any different, like, you know, there's all sorts of tubing and shit. Oh yeah. I mean, (laughs) think like the Nostromo on aliens where there's just like, like vents and sub mechanical, um, ports. Uh, I guess I'll need you to roll a, and, and Albert, I want you to roll a fear save for me. Okay. I rolled a 50, and my fear is a 25. So. Okay, so you gain one stress for me, please. Oh, no. And then we don't have, like, observation or anything, right? Well, I'm looking. I think it either just... Um, I'll just rule that, yeah, there's... Um, Scav- uh, yeah. No, so we'll, we'll just say there is one. Like, okay. whatever. We don't need to roll All it. Right. There is one. Just know that if you make the choice to dive for it and try to escape, that that may in yeah, turn. Yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Okay. So as I'm looking and I'm, I'm, I, I go, Albert, uh, I'm looking for a way out of here. Is there any way that maybe you could kind of talk this guy down or something? Yeah, give me a second. <laughs> <There's> a, <laughs> I mean, this, if it's a medical thing, maybe you can right. help. Uh, That's throw a I'm lot thinking. of words. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I think I see something. Just keep, sure. keep him busy, I sure. guess. Uh, Albert puts puts both of his hands up and says, "Hello, I'm a doctor. I'm doing the same thing, but I'm cl- not. I'm like looking around and stuff." So you, uh, I'll get to you in a second, Albert Locke. You see a small uh, mechanical access shaft. Um, it's like a port that's about uh, three feet wide um, that you could just like kind of, if you dove into it, you could crawl, um, army crawl through okay. the. Um, and that would be a chance at escape. At escape. Okay, I'll keep it in my back pocket for now. Okay. Uh, Albert, so you put your hands up and you say, I'm a doctor. Yeah. The, the, two, the, the man that looks to be talking to you, they both carry pulse rifles, but only one of them has it aimed at you. And the, the guy that has his pulse rifle down looks to be the one speaking to you. It's hard to tell, though, because they have reflective... Um, mm. bronze colored masks That's cool. and um, they're just talking out of these speakers at the center of their, uh, their hazmat uh, out suit. You, you're a doctor. Yeah. My name is Dr. Albert Kwong. So he turns to look <laughs> at his partner and the guy next to him with the gun lowers it just a little bit and puts up a finger to, as if to say, hold on. And the guy talking to you turns to both of you, says, ah, one moment. And the guy with the gun now turns to go talk to, and you can see past them now, there is a body that's lying on the ground. And it's covered from its torso up in this weird orange, almost like gelatin. Kind of looks like there's a jellyfish that has somewhat grown from its skin and is encapsulated its its um, top half of its torso. And uh, you see that there are um, legacy Orin security people that are kind of flanking it, looking out to keep people from getting too close. And there are uh, uh, Dayashi Corp. Um, they look like uh, geologists are like trying to examine this thing. And like they have instruments attached to it. Uh, it's very strange. That's what you see. What do you do? Do you wait for him to come back to you, giving you a chance to act now, or wait for him to come back? Um, uh, Albert kind of over the shoulder whispers to Locke, like, I think we can get into the central spire from here, but we might need to help them with whatever that is. Uh, Fuck, Al. um, I've never seen anything like that before. We could crawl through this tube behind me. I can get this thing open. I think I can kick it in, but... I bet they have this whole place on lockdown. I don't think we're going to get out of a ship. I kind of want a hazmat suit. Yeah, <laughs> you and me both, man. Um, Hang on a sec. Do you boys have any extra suits? Uh, they they uh, 
the one turns and looks and says, we're talking with our commanding officer right now. Interestingly, we may need some assistance then. You said your name was... Dr. Kwong, yes. What was your first name? Albert. Do you have any other identification you could provide for us? It's back in the the microtel. They turn and look to each other, uh, and he says, we'll look that up. Just wait here. And uh, one of the geologist guys stands up, and you can tell he's a geologist because he actually has the Daiichi Corp like exo mining patch on the side of his um, suit. And these guys look to be in vac suits. The they are not in any sort of hazmat, which means this is a hodgepodge of shit. Yeah, they're they, not they really were, prepared for this. Hey, Doc, I think I think they were caught off guard pretty bad. I think we were caught off guard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's How's fair the to proteins? Say. Actually, both of you make body saves for me, real <laughs> quick. <laughs> okay. See, we have an alien parasite. Are we rolling like strength or something? Body, or? Uh, body oh, save. Oh, I'm sorry. There it is. Yep. Ooh, oh, I fail. Just missed. Yeah. Okay. I think I got shit. <laughs> yeah, I also think I have to shit. <laughs> you feel just the McProtein drop. The it herps. just descent. You know, in like it's like I kind of want to just put my butt in this like little <laughs> opening that that little that little place where we might crawl through. I kind of feel like I if I just put my butt in there, my <laughs> I just put my butt in. There. I'm like, oh, I, I kind of. I'm sorry. I think I farted. Oh, it's so bad. Oh no. Oh. I really need a hazmat suit now. Yeah, I kind of yeah. start laughing. <laughs> so the oh. guy with the the pulse rifle um, puts it down all the way now, and he comes and approaches the two of you and says, uh, "Doctor Kwong, yes, uh, you've been approved. You're going to need to come with me. Who okay. is this? This is my assistant. He's a nurse. Hi, uh, my name's Locke. Well, that's my nickname. It's." My name is Jesperson Hemlock. <laughs> That's why people call me Locke. I know my parents were cruel joke. Uh, uh, okay, uh, Nurse Locke, comms have been down. I can't reach my CO, but we have a desperate need for anyone with any sort of medical training. Um, come with me. You need to tell me what's going on first. Yeah. Um, I, if I'm going to help, I need to know what's going on. All we know is that there's some sort of infection. We think there's been an attack on the station. An attack? Some like sort of biological virus? attack. What's the protocol for a station that's in quarantine? Uh, protocol is to lock down all, uh, lock down the center spire and to only allow approved personnel into the, ship, into the shipyard. Okay. The station's on full lockdown. Uh, you'll have to come with me and hurry. Things uh, things have escalated. Okay, we need suits. And so uh, he turns and um, barks orders at a couple of the other um, security personnel watching one way, and uh, one of them leaves that post to come to replace this guy. And this guy uh, walks at a uh, brisk jog with his mag boots. Uh, well, no, we have artificial gravity, so he just runs down the corridor um, with you two ding-dongs in tow. So we cut over to Frankie, and um, you come to learn that this guy's name is Gene uh, Simons. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's like Gene Simmons, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you not get that right? I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> That's good. So you you and Gene have had a good conversation. Um, he's told you about how he wants to start his own uh, band, but it's been really hard. He's actually kind of hitting on you, which is weird because he's, he's still dying. bleeding like dying. and dying. Um, boy. I'm used to it. That definitely seems like something Gene Simons would do. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm even dying, the, but I'm still trying to get some pus. Yeah, <laughs> Brink yeah. of death. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to shoot you my shot. He's got his love gun. Wants to shoot his fluents all over. <laughs> You, uh, you're following the instructions that he gave you, and you come to a, um, you you round a corner and find uh, a ton. And when I say a ton, you can't count how many uh, people there are. Just um, bodies that have been um, shot, and they've they're they're like slumped over and. Um, you see bullet holes and you see 
uh, bullet impacts around the walls. I mean, it looks like th- this was a firing squad. Like this mass of people just were cut down by automatic gunfire. Uh, make a fear save for me, please. Seventy-seven. Oh, oh! So that's a critical fail. Mm-hmm. So um, add two oh. two stress for me, please. And you you get a physical. Uh, so this, what happens to Frankie when she sees this carnage? Uh, she freezes. She like locks up, and she drops the guy. Oh. <laughs> Ow! <coughs> oh fuck! What happened? The hell kind of station are y'all running around here? I don't. I didn't do this, obviously. Fuck. What happened in here? They shouldn't have shot all these people. <coughs> it had to have been really bad. Oh, God. Where are we? Um, Let's see. He looks up and is trying to identify uh, where he is based on something, maybe something he knows about what the different parts of the ceiling may look like. He's like, I think we're... We're... We're five minutes away from the main umbilical. There should have been a checkpoint here. What do you mean, should have been? Um, well, where you found me, there's supposed to be another one. We have them set up in cases of a lockdown like this. It's pretty serious. We've never actually run one like this before. For a biological attack. Oh, fuck. Hey, you help me up again? I help him up. I think I peed a little. And he, like, pulls himself up and again, like, really leans <laughs> with his body weight onto you. Mm-hmm. Um, this is bad, but it's okay. I'm, I've got my, um, um, my security badge. Um, I'll be able to get us through any checkpoint we come across. So just, uh, you can just help me. Get it down. Uh, sorry, it's just very tired. All this. We got to get to the central spire. Uh, yeah, yeah. Once I just gotta lay down, and you feel his grip like loosen on your shoulder a little bit, and if you don't catch him, he falls to the uh, bulkhead, or he falls to the deck. No, I catch him. So you, you now like catch his full weight as he goes uh, limp. <laughs> And his breathing becomes a little more slow and um, shallow. And he looks to have gone unconscious. Fuck. Um, Okay. uh, I carry him fireman style. Uh, Didn't continue in the direction that we were going. Okay. Kind of like step over. Bodies. Yeah. And um, the uh, the silence, again, in this wing of the uh, station is deafening in that way that you see all of these people. They, most of them look to have been wearing their, their Dayashi Corp um, uh, coveralls. Uh, they look to be like the working class people of the station. And uh, a lot of them... Their emotions and expressions frozen from when they were killed, and they looked—they look terrified of something. And walking through these bodies, you uh, really have to steel yourself uh, to focus and push through. But you do, and uh, make it through. And see, once you kind of get through the weight of of, of bodies, you find that there's a pile of shell casings from guns um, on this side of the of the corridor and um, you you pass the shell casings and um, the last bit of instruction you got was to make a left and it's over mm-hmm. so you make a left over and um, see that there uh, is a, uh, a doorway um, that looks to uh, an airlock door that looks to have been um, broken in that they sort of like scissor closed. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so 
they they like scissor closed and they're not quite closed all the way. And you see the security panel that would be next to an airlock door, um, just a pretty standard looking panel. It's mm-hmm. got like a big red lever that mechanically will force open these doors in the event that you need to. This panel looks completely smashed and broken and these doors are only partially closed. Only partially scissored? Only partially scissored. Okay, so I go to that door and... Uh, and and above the door is a, is a sign that says main umbilical uh, cent- center, center spire this way. Cool. So I go to the door and physically try to like pull it open more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I set Jean down and like fuck with this door and get through it. So as you're fucking with the door, uh, you hear the sound of a panel from the, uh, from the hallway, uh, a heavy piece of plate steel slammed down onto the deck, which makes a really loud, the loudest, most deafening cymbal crash that you've ever heard as this thing clunks to the deck behind you. And out from inside of the, uh, out from the wall is this gelatinous, uh, well, here. Um, boop, this boop. is the, from? Behind you. So from basically pile of bodies, a bunch of bullets, some space, mm-hmm. and then the door you're trying to mm-hmm. open wider. And then um, where's this? Jello blob um, between the bullets and you. Oh, okay. So it came from where I just came from. Yeah, it looks something like this. Um, it's you. You see, it's got the uh, its lower torso looks to have the same coveralls that a Dayashi Corp uh, worker would have, uh, but from the torso up, there's this weird translucent mucus that covers its upper torso and makes like a a false larger torso if that makes sense because mm-hmm. it's it's layered on top of yeah. the body and you see the skin is and muscle is somewhat dissolved inside of this mucus exposing skull and tendon and fiber and there are you swear you see electrical current and contacts run amongst this mucus and see little arcs of light that flicker sort of like a like a cuttlefish or mm. those deep sea angler fish, you see like little strips of light move yeah. through. And this thing's body kind of angles towards you and it begins shuffling uh, slowly towards you. It's about, um, I'd say, 45 feet away from you. Okay. Um, you'll have, uh, at its current rate of movement, you have about a turn uh, to decide what to do. Okay. So again to this door. Can I get through this partially you, scissored door? You totally can totally get through this can. door. Easy okay. peasy, lemon squeezy. Lemon pleasy. Uh, so, okay, so I get homeboy and I toss him through the door. Hold on. Okay. So to get homeboy and toss him through the door mm-hmm. is a turn, just okay. so you're aware. Okay. All right. That's, that's it then. Yep. Okay. And then... Uh, on the following turn, this thing will get close to you and do whatever it wants. Okay. That sounded rapey. Nice. It's not like that. It's not. It's worse. <laughs> uh, but it, I mean, it'll just do whatever it decides. Okay. God. Still rapey, but I'm, I, I know, I know I'm, what you mean. Okay, cool. It's like a frat party. <laughs> Woo! Jello kegger. Sigma guy. <laughs> or whatever, I don't know. Tau. Tau, tau. Tau. Do you remember tau, a tau, tau? Tau, tau. Hey, man. Tau. Come on down to tau, tau. We've got puka shell necklaces. <laughs> and, uh, no one wears those. <laughs> not even frat guys. Yeah, they fucking do. In Not my, in my in world. My, in my mind, they do. So, um, sorry. Uh, do you still go ahead and throw him through the... Mm-hmm. Okay, so you pick up Gene Simon's body and push it through Sploitch. this uh, on the other side. And then this thing shambles closer towards you and it reaches out with a mucus-covered arm and attacks you. Oh, God. 
For God's sakes, mm-hmm. Simons! <laughs> Simons! <laughs> um, so it hit you. Make a uh, armor save for me. Damn. Fucking A. That's a 90. It was a 98. No, that's a 58. I lied. Okay, so it hits you. Um, so you you take... Um, well, hold I'll just do damage first. I don't think I've ever got damage in this game before. You take 27 damage. What the fuck? Okay. Oh. So this thing reaches out, and uh, you expect this clawed, this thing covered in mucus to be like soft and, and jelloey, but mm-hmm. it's quite hard, and its claws mm. underneath uh, rip at your coveralls and create deep gashes along your arm and up through the um, near your clavicle. Okay. Um, it's quite a bit of bleeding, and it hurts a lot. Roll a sanity save for me. Well, you're fucked. I'm, I'm not wearing a shirt either. I'm just wearing overalls now. I'm country bumpkin in it. Tits out. Tits, Tits out for out. Harambe. Tits out. 22. So that's uh, that's a save. Made it. And it's yeah, a critical, it's a critical success. Save. So yeah. go ahead and rem- um, add one resolve to your sheet. Okay. And subtract one stress from your sheet. So remember, resolve is a flat modifier against panic rolls. And stress, or, uh, so resolve is a flat negative modifier, and stress is a positive modifier. So you want more resolve, yeah. you want less stress. Less stress. Um, and uh, your turn to do whatever it is you wish to do. Cool. Uh, so remind me again, this thing's hard. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, about it, about it. I mean, it's closeted attacked you with felt like substantive, like there was mass and substantive, substantive, Stub- substitutive, yeah. substitutive. Okay, cool. I'm gonna shoot it. Okay, shoot the fuck out of it. I'm gonna shoot it in its brain. Okay, do that. Okay, I do that. You want to do it? How do I do it? Okay, so you make a combat roll for me. Okay. And um, okay, so really quick, so and we've never done combat before, so this is good. Um, and after we do this, we'll go to break. So um, SMGs are fully automatic, mm-hmm. um, which means you can uh, let's see, submachine guns. You need military training to not blow your load. In yeah. space, are they fully automatic? Because I think I think on Earth, submachine guns are typically semi-automatic. Well, in um, but you can modify them to make them fully. Automatic. I'm trained in rimwise and firearms. Oh, oh you if you are? have training in firearms, then you uh, can shoot bursts. You can shoot bursts, which means you can add plus ten to this roll. Nice. Yeah, but it's an expert skill, so isn't that fifteen? Uh, oh yes. So you'll roll. Yeah, you roll your firearms skill. That's right. Okay. Or no, your combat. You roll combat. Yeah. And since you have firearms, that's right. You add 15. Sorry, I'm kind of having to talk through this myself. That's okay. So yes, you'll Mike. add the 15 from... So you'll add the 15 from firearms okay. to your combat, and then plus an additional 10 since you're shooting this burst. So overall, add 25 to your combat, and you're trying to roll below that number. 32 plus 25. That is number. That number. Is that number. 58. 58. I'm trying to roll under that. Yep. Yes. Jesus Christ. Well, nope. And if you want, um, you can take a stress and re-roll your tens die. This one. The other one. The other one. Mm-hmm. I will take a stress. And okay. Because I just lost a stress, so we're back to stress. Stress. Okay. Nice. Ooh. So that's, that's a, a success. Yep. So submachine guns do four d10 damage. I yep. think. Wow. Yep. Here. Oh, sorry. Yep, I've got some, too. I got it. I got it. I got it. got it. For a a good time. Plus a six. 22. Plus a five. 27 damage. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. Gave it right back to that goo monster. Hell yeah. 
Gabagoo. So hey. you, Gabagoo. Gabagoo. You, uh, and Gabagoo, you're shooting for its brain, right? Yeah. And this thing is so, like, it's up in your shit. So um, how do you disable this thing? I shoot it. It doesn't die, but, like, describe to me what this scene looks like, <laughs> okay, and then so, we'll go to break. Um, okay, so I flop homeboy through the door, but I'm not through the door, and so I'm, like, up against the scissor, the bottom scissor. Yeah, you are. And uh, Great. I'm not, like... Send fan art. Please. <laughs> Frankie scissoring. Uh. <laughs> Please don't. Oh, God. What have we started? <laughs> We might have to do a like an age check <laughs> yeah. on our site after this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, so she's not like she's not like totally upright because she just like flopped this big boy mm-hmm. through the door and uh, turned. <laughs> so and then turned around and there's Jello Man coming mm-hmm. at me, and so I'm kind of like up like my back is up against the scissor, and I'm like I have to like point up mm-hmm. at him. Yeah. And just the bullets rip through and throw this weird mucus substance all over. And you know what I'm talking about? the bullets like tear through the material and you see the inside of the skeleton and the tendon and this weird luminous circuitry just gets blasted apart by these bullets throwing like pieces of skull and tissue and uh, muscle all out the back of this thing's head. And it slumps over to the ground and is twitching and it's still like reaching out trying to to grab at you and attack you but it's disabled and it's not able to get up so what do you do i'm gonna shoot it again okay so it's not really defending itself and it can't really see so you just do it and no i don't want to shoot it i lied okay i'm gonna take my crowbar oh okay i'm gonna bash its skull in okay so we, oh, that's great. So we fade out on um, the camera pulling back further and further down the hallway. We see the the bullets and the, the bodies and uh, way, way, way in the background, we see Frankie just haymakering this thing with this crowbar and throwing like goop up on the walls um, as uh, this thing's insides get pummeled to little pieces of jello. Cool. So speaking of Jello, we're going to take our first break. Uh, so don't go anywhere. We got part two, episode five of Viking coming right at you here Fuck in a little yeah. bit. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm. Mm. 